0: Blog Talk Radio You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy Empowering Starseed to better serve the planet Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy It's Tuesday, March 8, 2016 And I'm your host, Arielle Taylor With my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia As the May Pleiadian lineup approaches, we have only a few spots left for the Star Starseed Crystal Quest to Arkansas, which is May 15th through the 21st. This is a sole group reunion, and the group is identified by having at least one of these six star markings, either natal or progressed, 25, 26, or 27 degrees in Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, Leo, Capricorn, and Cancer. If you feel the call of the crystals but aren't sure if you have the markings, I'd be glad to take a quick look at your charts and let you know. Just send me your complete birth info with the date, exact time of birth, place of birth, as well as your current location, and write to crystals, that's plural, crystals, at starseedhotline.com. We have a very special show for you this evening with our featured guest, Courtney Amundsen. Since 2012, she has been channeling wisdom and guidance directly from source and has written her first book called Teachings from God. What sets her apart is that she had her spiritual awakening at the tender age of 12, and by 16, she was following in the footsteps of Esther Hicks, Edgar Casey, and other respected channelers. Now, at the age of 19, she is wise beyond her years and wants more than anything to share with the world the wisdom that she's channeled through her writing. And we're excited to introduce a true starseed prodigy. Her website is teachingsfromgod.com. At the top of the show, it's the starseed news with Anastasia, bringing topics of interest to starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. After the news and before we bring Courtney on, our dear friend Craig Campobasso will be stopping by to give us an update on his Stranger at the Pentagon movie, as well as the release of the third book of his trilogy, Tehran, Autobiography of an Extraterrestrial Saga. Craig has been our guest several times and if you haven't heard those episodes, you're missing out on a very exciting Starseed movie project. So check out our archives for Craig's Episodes and Stranger at the Pentagon. We'd like to thank Tammy for hosting the Switchboard this evening. And if you'd like to chat with like-minded people, we have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and we appreciate Tammy's dedication and help with our forum. You can download any of our shows in our archives um, or from iTunes, and the archives can be found on the Blog Talk Radio episode page, and just look for the cloud with an arrow on it. We'd appreciate your support of our show, and you can do that by clicking Follow on our page here at Blog Talk, and you'll get our weekly show notices. The toll-free number for StarSeedHotline.com is 888 is eight 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 one zero eight eight one. The Stage 1 starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. Remote healing sessions for people and pets are also available with Tammy. If you have a birthday coming up, don't miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. And then if you want a Stage 2 interpretation of your solar return chart, please order it at least two or three months ahead of your birthday to make sure you get it in before your 10 hours starts. So first this evening, I would like to introduce Anastasia with the Starseed News.
1: Well, good evening, Arielle. Good evening, Starseed listeners. It's great hey. to be back with you. Hi, I missed you last week. Good to be well, here. I'm glad you're feeling better. And thank you so much. Well, the solar eclipse right now is underway. That's right. Today there's been a total eclipse of the sun. It begins at sunrise on March 9th. That's tomorrow over the islands of Indonesia because of the international date line, of course, they're ahead of us, and that just happens to be this afternoon in the United States. So sky watchers inside the narrow path of totality cuts across the Pacific Ocean from Sumatra to the waters north of Hawaii, can see the total eclipse. But as for the partial eclipse, that's going to be a very narrow band uh, for the total eclipse. But the partial eclipse is huge. The the zone of viewing is quite enormous. It touches uh, uh, Alaska, which gets 20% coverage, Hawaii 65%. Australia might get as much as 60%. China, 40%, Japan, 20%, and Papua New Guinea, 70%. So partial eclipses are fun because they're easier to see. And they're reminding viewers, those of you that might be out of the regions where we can't see it, into the regions where you can see it, is to please remember not to stare at the sun. Uh, So you have to use a device to to look at that or perhaps even study it by the reflection of the light on the ground uh, looking at the Uh, patterns of leaves on the ground uh, when the sun is shining uh, during an eclipse will give you an image of what it looks like so anyway that's kind of a big deal we've got a nice eclipse going on if you get a chance to see it that is and I want to tell you about the planet Mercury they have discovered that Mercury is covered in graphite You, you all know what graphite is that's pencil lead now for years and years scientists have wondered why Mercury happens to be darker than the moon But now scientists think that they understand the reason why. They have found that the surface of Mercury is enriched in carbon, or graphite, or pencil lead. Now the observations came from the last days of the Messenger mission, just before it crashed into the surface last year when the spacecraft got up close to large craters. Scientists suspect that the graphite comes from Mercury's original crust, 4.5 billion years ago when the planet was solidifying from a ball of molten magma. Amazing. A whole bunch of pencil lead covering a whole planet. Pretty interesting. Well, NASA has done something. It has, what they say, is that it has broken the cosmic distance record because it has spotted the oldest and farthest galaxy ever seen before. They say astronomers have taken a major step back in time by spotting the oldest and the most distant galaxy ever seen by human beings. Located 13.4 billion years into the past, scientists have dubbed it the infant galaxy because they consider it to be one of the first of creation. It's extremely faint to the viewing uh, telescope, but they say it is unusually bright for as far away as it is from our planet. And in Russia, they have uh, devised a nuclear power propulsion system that could propel a spacecraft to Mars in just over one month. This is a huge step forward from the current 18 months required to get to Mars. And Russia is planning on testing this nuclear engine as early as 2018. They're also saying about this specific uh, spacecraft, um Um, methodology is that it will be able to make right-angle turns, it will be maneuverable, unlike our present rocketry, which just allows the craft to follow a straight trajectory through space. This sounds to be quite revolutionary, and they're going to test it within a couple of years. The Fuego Volcano in Guatemala is entering a new eruptive phase. Guatemalan authorities have issued a warning that the volcano which is located near the capital, has spewed ash into the air and it is entering an eruptive phase with increasing explosive activity. They have put out alerts and people are under advisement to stay away from the crater. And here's a weird story. You know, we talk about birds showing up in the wrong places. Well, wow. A rare pelican has turned up on Sanibel Island in Florida. Rare is is an understatement. This is a pelican that is a native to the Nile Valley. This pelican is 4,000 miles away from home. It's called the Great White Pelican. It's appeared at the Darling National Wildlife Refuge there on Sanibel. It's the first time this pelican has been seen ever in the Old World, recorded in North America. It's uh, unlike the more common brown pelicans that are native to our part of the world, which we see often in southwest Florida and even other places. Uh, But these birds, these Nile birds, can tip the scales at 33 pounds, and they have a 12-foot wingspan. Wow. What is a Nile River pelican doing in Florida? There we go. Maybe some magnetic changes, which we're going to discuss a little further on in tonight's news. Well, in Missouri, you live in Missouri, have you heard it? Unexplained loud booms have been affecting residents around Grundy County for weeks, and the cause of this is yet to be determined. Now, residents have been reporting their experiences of these booms. Close to 100 people have saying they heard and felt it. They're describing a loud thud, some rattling flashes of light, and smoke. And again, authorities have not been able to identify the source. If you've heard it, seen it, felt it, send me an email. And there's been a new study out. About tornadoes. Now, the largest ever tornado outbreak happened in 2011. This outbreak spawned 363 tornadoes across the United States and Canada. But now there's a new study, which shows that the average number of tornadoes in these outbreaks has risen since 1954, and that the chance of extreme outbreaks, they call them tornado factories like the one that happened in 2011, are also increasing. The study's authors say they do not know what's driving the changes. They say the science is still open, but tornadoes, uh, tornado factories, tornado outbreaks are definitely on the rise. And in our technology news, I want to share with you what Google's up to. Um, Google has invented um, a digital wallet upgrade that uses facial recognition for purchases. Now, you know, we are marching toward a cashless society, no doubt about it. And, of course, Google is naturally at the forefront of seeing it come to fruition just as fast as they possibly can. Google is announcing a new system being tested, which does not even require a smartphone at all. What about that? A growing number of people apparently find that having to remove their smartphone is just such a hassle that they're prepared to embrace payment via biometrics. And in this case, it's about facial recognition. Now, the new system is being cleverly called hands-free. And as the second indicator of its potential mass appeal, it will be rolled out first at McDonald's and Papa John's fast food restaurants. Now, a second more serious component to this ties in with the recent rollout of city Wi-Fi systems that keep people connected at all times. And layered on top of that is the arrival of billboards with hidden cameras built in that can film you and track you through your mobile phone. Well, this reality makes the following information probably a little more chilling than just merely convenient. This digital wallet uses Bluetooth and Wi-Fi connections with location sensing capabilities in smartphones to detect when someone is near a store enabled with hands-free payment technology. So when you're ready to pay, you can simply tell the cashier, I'll pay with Google. The cashier will ask for your initials and use the picture you added to your hands-free profile to confirm your identity. At some locations, Google has experimented with using cameras in stores to recognize people with hands-free digital wallets so they could pay without even slowing down. And the number of people already prepared to accept this system, numbers in the millions, according to Google. Oh. Well, Chilling uh, well, is a good
2: word to use for that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just rolling on and rolling forward. Faster than the speed of light, go we. Well, uh, in, in blood-red Mexico, in, listen to me, in Mexico, a, a lagoon has become blood-red. There's a lagoon situated in a place called Judoalco, And uh, within the last 10 days, the lagoon has turned from a brilliant verdant green to a brilliant uh, red. Now, this comes, you guys, on the heels of an overnight disappearance of a river near Veracruz, Mexico. And now this lagoon has unexpectedly turned red. And scientists, of course, are believing that this is due to red uh, tide algae. And speaking of red tide, in Hong Kong, red tides have hit the beaches several parts of Hong Kong were hit by uh, red tides over the weekend. Swaths of the shoreline are caked with this uh, really awful discharge keeping uh, beachgoers off the beaches. So it's red tide time again. We have had a 5.0 magnitude earthquake that has struck off the coast of Mexico, according to the USGS, and happened on Saturday. A 6.2 magnitude earthquake struck off Samoa. And off Vancouver Island, a magnitude 4.7 was recorded. There was no damage to that, and a tsunami warning was not declared. Now, thousands of small earthquakes hit British Columbia every year, but only a small fraction have a magnitude of 4.0 or greater. This past, the recent one I'm just talking about, was a 4.7. And in England, a very unlikely place to have earthquakes, well, they had one. It was small. It was only 2.3 was recorded in Oxfordshire. The British uh, GS, uh, the British Geological Survey confirmed that, but what's so odd about it is that people could feel the shaking from such a small earthquake. It really did shake houses. People thought that was kind of cool, but anyway, earthquake in England. And here's a, a couple of stories which gives pause to what I was talking about earlier and what, with the lost pelican and the Potential disturbances in the Earth's magnetic field. The Aurora Borealis has made a spectacular appearance in the UK and Ireland. It's dazzling people in Britain's skies. And uh, everybody's just having fun with this. They're enjoying it. They say, it's so beautiful. We love it. Isn't it fun? Oh, boy, oh, boy. But really, it is a cause for concern. Uh, people are really ignoring the implications of this phenomenon because, as you all probably know, the aurora Borealis is normally seen over the Arctic um, and should not be appearing all the way to the tip of southern England. So, what's going on with that? And scientists have discovered a fossilized lizard preserved in amber. It was found in Southeast Asia and it is 99 million years old. They say that it's a missing link to a lost world. This is the oldest ever specimen of its kind. And they say that it is about 75 million years older than any previous lizard ever discovered. An amazing find. Wow. Yeah. And uh, you live in South Carolina. I'm sure you've heard about this. One of the reactors at the Oconee nuclear station has been shut down after a series of explosions and a fire damaged a transformer on the site. The operators declared the incident unusual, but emphasized there was no threat of radiation release. Emergency crews deployed at the scene managed to contain the fire and are supposed to remain at the scene to assist crews. Now, this happened yesterday, and the uh, nuclear station put out a message. It said that unit number one was shut down as a precaution there is no potential for radioactive release. So they say that units 2 and 3 are continuing to operate safely. Now, operators blame this unusual event, quote-unquote, on electrical equipment failure inside a transformer. They say was located inside the building. Now, the article says that authorities urged the public to stay away from the area as personnel worked to control the problem. They emphasize there's no security risk that require uh, evacuation, traffic detours, and absolutely no radiation leak. That's what they're saying. I thought it was rather humorous that they would have to urge the public to stay away from a nuclear reactor. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you read that stuff and you go, what? All right. Well, uh, speaking of radioactivity, get this. Uh, There's a mystery spike in radioactivity that's being investigated by Finnish authorities. Uh, Helsinki, uh, Finnish authorities, are investigating a mysterious and highly exceptional spike in levels of radioactive CCM-137 that was detected over Helsinki. This just happened. Nuclear safety regulators said that while the radioactive surge uh, has posed no uh, danger to human health, they're trying to get to the bottom of the the problem. There was a... um, huge increase. I'm trying to look at this to tell you uh, without reading all the uh, minor data to you. It was about a 1,000 times more than normal is the amount of radiation that was released uh, that just occurred in a day. And uh, within 24 hours, uh, they say that the uh, amount of cesium went back to normal. So in a 24-hour period, the radioactivity over Helsinki increased a 1,000% and then it went back down to normal. This this actually happened on the 5th of March. And they say that um, they, they don't know what's going on and that the rest of Finland has shown no uh, radioactive anomalies. This just happened over Helsinki with no explanation. Now, coming up on this week, we're going to have some uh, problems with the weather perhaps in the lower Mississippi Valley. They say a slow-moving storm system will create dangerous flooding situations in and around the lower Mississippi Valley later this week. They say that downpours are going to be heavy and persistent because of moisture coming in from the Gulf of Mexico. They say that in cities like Memphis and Dallas, you, know, you all could get a month's worth of rain in just a few days. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. We've sure had a lot of flooding around the planet, a lot of sinkholes, a lot of fireballs, a lot of things going on that I don't have time to report uh, in the news every week. But trust me, a lot of things are rocking and rolling out there. And so I want to thank all the Starseed listeners who have been so good about sending me uh, links to articles. You guys are just the best. You know, you are our reporters with boots on the ground, and I really, really do appreciate each and every one of you. And so keep them coming because you're really helping keep the rest of the Starseed listeners informed, and I greatly appreciate it. A lot of times I already know of these articles, but once in a while you surprise me and send me stuff that I had no idea about, and I want to thank you and just ask you to keep them coming. And so that's going to be it for tonight's news, Ariel. So I'm going to turn it over to you for tonight's show.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Anastasia, for the Starseed News. And um, without further ado, I want to bring uh, Craig online here as soon as I get your mic open and also uh, get Lavendar's mic open. So hello, Craig. Welcome back to the show.
3: How are you guys? I'm so happy to be here and talk to you guys today. I've missed you.
0: Oh, the same here. <laughs> we just, we keep an eye on what's happening, but we want to hear the updates. So um, uh, Lavendar... I got your line open, Lev. Okay,
4: so so tell us what's going on.
3: Uh, well, we the uh, regarding stranger at the Pentagon. Um, I did a couple of episodes with George Nurry for his show Beyond Belief, which airs on Gaia TV now. Uh, so those just started airing, and I've been getting lots of great, great positive feedback from all the viewers there. And um, so that's, uh, you know, so we're still trying to raise the money to make the big feature. And uh, people can always, you know, check us out and get updates on Facebook through Stranger at the Pentagon movie uh, on Facebook, or they can go to Stranger at the as well and check out all the latest good stuff. So, um, and then, uh, book three of the trilogy is finally here. I'm so excited to say. Uh, sure. So I'm very excited. We're just in the final stages uh, right now, finishing up the last uh, three uh, pieces of artwork. Uh, we'll have a full, uh, a full on uh, bunch of illustrations as well. And uh, the editor is going through it now. We should uh, have it up and running in uh, oh, I would say within a couple of months for sure. So, so well, that's very. You'll serious, have to come but... back
4: when you get ready to, uh, you know, uh, publish it and put it out there. So
3: yes, absolutely. can, can
4: people order their copy ahead of time with you.
3: They they can but not yet because I don't know the price of the book yet because uh, the publisher puts the price of the, uh, on the book when it's all completed so I guess it has something to do with all the page numbers so
4: let me ask you uh, have have you entered other film contests or film um, uh, what am I trying to say
3: yeah, uh, film festivals
4: oh, there we go have you been to any more since we talked to you
3: no i just put it in uh the two um for a stranger at the Pentagon and uh, and we won both of those but it's a it's a full-time job uh doing the festival circuit so um i just didn't want to focus on that um, I wanted to focus on really trying to get the film made, and uh, plus uh, this past year, uh, writing book three in the uh, Tehran trilogy has really taken up a lot of my time, um, and uh, and then you know then regular work you know casting uh, films and all that good stuff so. It's um, a lot of you know, just a lot of work. That's all. But we'll, uh, but it's doing, uh, but it's still doing well. Lots of there's lots of interest, and people really want to see the feature film as well as all of us. So, so that's exciting. But uh, but in the meantime, I'm also doing a, uh, I'm directing and I wrote and I'm producing a feature film called Please Don't Eat the Pansies. And um it stars you did you ever watch Caroline in the City back in the day? Yes. Uh Eric Lutz and Andy Lauer who starred in that are also uh starring in this, uh as well as Mary Wilson from The Supremes and um uh Jack A. Harry. Uh remember her from Sister Sister and Two Two Seven. Um, lots of fun people. Debbie Gibson's doing some songs for us, and if she's in town, we start shooting in mid April she's gonna play a part as well so anyway we're we've got a little uh, indieGoGo campaign going to try and raise some more funds for uh you know to get the film completed um so if anybody wants to check it out, there's all kinds of great um perks they can just go to Indiegogo.com and type in please don't eat the pansies. So it's a of course it's a, it's a gay romantic comedy and uh I don't think we've ever seen a movie like this before. So it was kind of exciting to uh you know to bring it forward.
4: Do you have a, a special place for people to go to help you fund your projects? You have like a GoFundMe site?
3: Do you know? Um, not for not for a stranger. People can still make donations through the uh, Stranger at the Pentagon website as well. Um, and uh, but I don't have one specifically set up uh, for uh, for that. But that's a good idea. Can you do one that that just goes for a long period of time, or? Or do you I, mean, know? I,
4: I see several people are are funding a lot of their projects on GoFundMe. It's like uh one gal out of Hollywood she raised five million dollars to do her little sitcom and it's and it's up and running now on television, so you oh you're probably, kidding uh,
3: oh. then lavendar, you and I are gonna have to talk later. <laughs> <laughs> we won't bore all the poor listeners, <laughs> all right. So uh, yeah, but that sounds like a great idea. So anyway, so that's the that's a little update.
4: Okay, here's another idea. You know, in October, every, every, when we're in uh, in Arkansas, we always are there about the same time as they have the film festival. So right. if you don't want to take the time to take Stranger at the Pentagon, maybe one of us can take it for you there at the Hot Springs um, Festival Film Festival.
3: Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you if you know what the link is, just send me the link and I'll just enter it because I've got all the information all set up inside the. Um, uh, you know, they do it on without a box, so all I have to do is press a button.
4: Okay, well, I'll I'll talk to Tammy about it and we'll get that lined up for you if we can.
3: All right. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. Well, it's really
4: good so. talking to you and hearing the things that you're doing. So when you do finish the book and get it ready, then you come back on our show and let us know.
3: So I will. It. I will. It's mind-blowing. Book three is really, really mind-blowing. So, so. was book one and two. <laughs> yeah, but this one's <laughs> going to blow both of those out of the water. I, I got to tell you, it's uh, whew, It's going to be good. You guys are going to like it. So.
4: You're saying is buckle up, Buttercup, right?
3: Buckle up, Buttercup. That's right. <laughs> I love that thing. <laughs> <saying. laughs>
4: Honey, uh, so glad to to have this time with you, and we look forward to having you back on when whenever you have an update for us. Okay.
3: That sounds great. I'll I'll contact you guys soon. We'll talk soon. Okay. Much love to everyone. Okay. Bye. Thanks
0: so much, Craig.
3: All right. Bye bye.
0: Bye bye. Well, that's exciting. Yes. Uh, everybody, yeah, go check out the website Stranger at the Pentagon. It's a true story and uh, it'll it'll blow your mind. So, um we have Courtney waiting in the wings here. So, let me um open up her microphone and get this. Okay, it is working. Okay, good. Hello, Courtney. Welcome to the show.
5: Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk with you and
4: and, yeah, <laughs> I'm just excited. Well, good. Well, great. Well, well, tell us a little bit about your journey. And, uh, you know, where do you, where do you live? What town and, and state do you live in?
5: I live in Stillwater, Minnesota.
4: Okay, Minnesota. And,
5: okay. Um, yeah, and my, when did
4: all this start to happen for you? You just woke up one day and, and had an aha moment, or tell us how this happened.
5: Well, I've been I've been spiritual for, yeah, I would say most of my life and the way that I say that, I mean, I um I I practice um my spirituality and um through Qigong and and I was introduced to that when I was 9 years old. And also a lot of other works, um Abraham Hicks. I was into that. I was into the secret and law of attraction and um all of that good stuff and um that was that was my jam totally um for most of my life so far and um and so i think all of the questioning that i had from a really young age really primed this communication that started for me and um that opened up when i was 16 years old and i'm 20 now and i published um my my book Teachings from God in December so it's still a new still a new new book <laughs> but um basically what it's about it's it's about the human experience it's a channeled book that i um that came to me and it changed my life forever <laughs> it really did because I never expected to be a spiritual teacher, I guess. I I wanted to be a classical violinist and go to Juilliard, and um, that's what I had all planned out. You know, I was ready to basically audition and do all of that, and I realized that um, after I had this awakening that I was <laughs> being... Um, put in in a different path, if well, you, do will. you Do
4: you suppose that you could do both?
5: Oh, yeah, definitely. But I feel that this is really what fuels me right now, that okay. helping people in a direct way, making people come alive to their true nature, that's my passion. Uh, music does that in a different way. and So how the, has
4: this work changed your point of view on life and your motivations, and how can you best direct others who feel lost in their life? Well, I
5: would say that it's changed my motivations from um, doing things out of obligation or fear that, um, you know, I I was trying to do what was right before, and I worked really, really, really hard, and I was always frustrated because I felt that in some way I was doing it out of obligation, even though I loved it, you know, there was, there was some obligation and resistance and all of that, and I and I realized that you know life is supposed to be about following your soul purpose, and it and when you are doing that, you feel free, you feel empowered, you feel unencumbered, you feel joyful, and and you know you're serving your highest self, your highest good, and that's what's important and for people that live in fear um it's it's hard to it's hard to see from the higher perspective but i've learned that when you connect with your own divine nature and when you learn to collaborate with that you're no longer in fear because you can see from the higher perspective you you have this you know kind of like best friend you know with you all of the time that can help to guide you and you realize that there's no such thing as being lost. You know, you follow the signposts that the universe is giving you when you ask. When you ask for um, guidance, it it comes to you, and all you have to do is listen and make those tiny steps, and then you're one step closer to being more in alignment with your true nature.
4: I wanted to ask you about your family and about your uh, close um, friends, when, when this started happening for you and you started writing, what was their response to what you were doing?
5: Well, I think um, at least for my immediate family, it was very easy to comprehend because we were already all in that vicinity, I guess, where we kind of were introduced to that concept um, a long time before um with the work of Abraham Hicks and um you know others as well Lee Carroll and so you know that material was in our house um but outside of my immediate family it you know was a little bit a little bit weirder <laughs> for sure and I I definitely found myself in isolation at times and i think a point you know in that journey for me was being able to um really find confidence and love for myself in the, in those moments where i felt that i was being judged but actually i realized that i was judging myself and as i've become more um confident within myself or as i've been able to deepen um for myself I've I've seen that other people open up as well and I've made more connections with people that are more heart centered and I've found my tribe of people that have been amazing. Um
4: it's it's been a journey for me, definitely. <laughs> so let me ask you, have you had any high strangeness or have you had any E T contact or angelic contact or lights in your room or things that uh go bump in the night? <laughs> Um, I wouldn't say that I've
5: had anything um, really extreme like that. Um, it's more for me the way that I receive information and the way that I um, connect is more through my emotions and um, kind of like automatic downloads that, that happen for me. And the way that I feel and see is internal. And so... And, and that might be for my own benefit because I'm already kind of a sensitive, aware person. And so I think anything um, else would probably um, <laughs> probably be a little bit much for me, um, just knowing how I react to things like that. I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's, you know, abnormal. I'm fully um, comfortable with those subjects. But for me, I, I don't need much to... Um, understand
4: or to make contact
5: with, you know,
4: Source. What uh, in, in your upbringing set you up for this type of communication starting at such an early age, and was this something that you set out to do?
5: Definitely wasn't something I set out to do. Um, I met a Qigong master when I was nine years old, and I, my, my family and I, we were having a an appointment with him and a healing appointment with him, and um i that's when i first experienced a, a healer a qigong healer and he inspired me so much i could feel the energy moving and shifting throughout my body and i was i was small and i was just looking at him just like i want to do this and it it wasn't as much the qigong movements as much as it was him helping me and how much it affected me that i realized i wanted to be a healer and and so that work has really transformed me, and I've I've gone through four out of the, four out of the five levels in his um, training here in Minnesota. And um, and so you know that that experience has taught me so much and deepened my spiritual awareness and in connection with um, with God, Source Energy, Divine, whatever word you use. And um, so that that was a huge, huge part of, you know, why I'm, where I am and um, how I actually continue to deepen. But my family, definitely, my family and and um, Chunyu and, for sure, big support for me.
4: Is there anything you can share that, that helped you get to this point of understanding our connectedness to God's source energy?
5: I found that it's most important to understand that everything is within your reach that you don't have to go outside of yourself to other people, um, to gurus, to masters. You know, you you can find your power within yourself and when you do that you actually can find a deeper wisdom and a deeper meaning of life and connectedness to um, r- really your highest self. And um, when you have that, it's it's an eternal friendship that you know nothing nobody can um sway from you and so that's what i would say is you know never believe that you have to do something or give your power away to someone in order to in order to you know make uh contact with your with your highest self and, and gain the same kind of wisdom that I've gained through
4: um my work. How's it been for you relating to people your own age?
5: Well, uh it's been a journey for me. I I have found that it's it's not as easy as I would like it to be. Um there's a lot of a lot of people my age that are quite lost and quite um alone and unfortunately um we've been taught that even when we do feel that way that we have to kind of clump together and act the same and um you know like the same things and a lot of a lot of people get caught up and um kind of lose themselves and that's all part of the process part of their process um but for me because i did not allow myself to do that i also you know i i was Sometimes I decided that it was better that I just be my own friend for a little while or have very select friends or um, sometimes just friends that are older. And, um, you know, that's that's been good for me. But I've noticed, too, though, as I continue to open myself up more and let people see who I really am and what I really do, you know, some people think it's really cool, people that are unexpected. So, don't ever hide yourself out of fear, you know. Show show your show your full self and
4: those that don't, you know, like what they see don't need to be your friends. <laughs> well, you know there's a lot of um kids that were born after 1980 and I don't know if you know much about my history, but I was I did some um really close ET work for many years and I was told to take my my information and put it in a bank bank vault, and I was to release it after um, about twenty five or thirty years later, when the kids that were born after nineteen eighty would be on the planet and would be up and grown. Mm. So I'm sure that you're you come under that category.
5: <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it very, yeah. It's interesting. I'd like to hear more about that. But there's
4: the, there's this. I feel like there's this new. Um, Uh, array of children that have been born on the planet that have extra abilities that other people may not have Mm -hmm. to help us uh, with the evolutionary process on the planet. Sometimes we call them indigos, sometimes we call them crystals or crystal children or rainbow children. They have a higher consciousness and they have a different way of processing information, I find.
5: Yeah, I think in in ways that's very true. I've I've understood that and, and seen that and um, and then, you know, I used to really associate myself with those labels and then I, I kind of came to realize that I was actually separating myself even more and I just want to see myself as as one with everyone and I can bring something to the table like everyone else can. And so I've learned to respect my elders and also respect the people that are younger than me and see wisdom in in all of that. But here's the thing is, you know, we've been evolving forever. I mean, our, you know, humanity has been evolving forever. So I think it is funny that all of a sudden we've come up with labels for um, <laughs> evolving children when you look at the difference in consciousness between, you know, you and your parents or you and your grandparents, and there's a difference there too. So. Um, but, yes, we're ever-evolving, and I think in ways there has been more of a spark in um, maybe those generations. But um, I do think it's important, too, to just try not to label ourselves anymore and to just, you know, take take the wisdom that comes forth and use it to benefit
4: us and to benefit
5: all of humanity. But to not get too caught up so that we don't isolate ourselves even more.
4: So there's a big teaching in your book about multidimensionality of the human being. Can you give us more information about what people will access with this toolbox that you have in the book?
5: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of very practical tools to understand these really deep concepts and um there's a lot of there's a lot of humor there's a lot of um like i said just really practical things to help us to move through our everyday lives so even though as you're looking through the chapters you might be thinking you know oh my gosh you know this is, this seems pretty deep and um yes and no um it's very it's very comprehensible for for most people and it allows you to go as deep as you want to go It's your journey. It's your personal one. And um, the multidimensionality piece, it's, you know, it's about, you know, we're beyond this human body. We're beyond this self (laughs) that, um, you know, we all have these names. We all have names. We all have these three-dimensional bodies. And what I've learned is there's much more to our existence than just that. And we have... um, many other existences you know at the same time because um there is only one moment in time there's there is the now and essentially um there is no past or future um that's the way that we see our reality because we see everything on a linear timeline but that is unique to that is unique to our planet so, what's interesting is that, um, you know, we actually are multidimensional, and um, we have many other, um, many other existences and uh, wisdom that we can draw upon from our higher self, that can help to guide us in our life to see to see um, human things in a broader perspective, and that helps because. Um, there's a lot of things that we get caught up in, in the mind, and it blocks us from growing. It blocks us from allowing ourselves to um, forgive ourselves or to um, understand that there's no right or wrong. And, you know, there's things like that where uh, we can be very human. And when we can draw upon our multidimensional self and we can... Um, use the wisdom, the wisdom within our body, all of those amazing tools in there, in our Akash, Akashic Records, um, that can that can be a huge, huge support to us, draw upon our talents to grow. And there's a lot within you that you don't know exists.
4: So what are some of the obstacles that you see that hold many people back from living their full impairment as a human being? Fear, definitely
5: fear, and there's so many there's so many facets to that um, fear of not having enough money, fear of rejection, fear of you know losing people in your life, fear of death um, and the biggest block is that we have this illusion of separation, and in many ways, we can't move past that and so many people cling on to that and i see it you know and i and i don't want to pick on anything or anyone but you know religion in many ways and and politics and things like that that separate us and hold us in fear it it only hurts us because we we need to find a way to be able to tune into our soul and listen to that guidance without anything getting in the way and telling us, you know, that we're wrong and that it's not okay to listen to our body and listen to our heart and and follow that without fear. Because when you listen to that inner guidance, that is, you know, that's that's the greatest form of direction that you can get and no guru or no master, you know, no religion is going to be able to get as close to God as as you can within you. It's all within you, and so many people fear that. So many people fear actually knowing God because we've been taught that we're separate. We've been taught that we're smaller. We've been taught that we're not worth it, and it's so ingrained within us. That we can't get outside of the box, so we have to start owning our power, owning our divinity, and not seeing that as selfish. We have to see it as who we really are, our birthright, and uh, and start claiming, start claiming our power.
4: So, what practices do you recommend for spiritual growth and personal development?
5: I say that, um, and my number one thing is that you have to you have to tune into yourself to see who it fits, and that's honestly what I say for most things, because, um, you know, so many people, they think that there is a 12-step process that fits for everyone, and here's what you do to, you know, awaken, and here's what you do to awaken your kundalini, and here's what you do to access your Akashic records, And, and I believe that's just kind of a misconception that a lot of people have, because everyone is going to have their own thing, but... I always ask myself and my body what it wants, and I try out different things to see what resonates, and, and I've gone through so many things, and, you know, maybe it's fit for a little while, and then I found out later that, you know, it's not really feeling good and that I move on, and I always trust myself and do nothing out of obligation, but, you know, for me, Qigong has been great. Qigong has been... A, a really grounding practice for me, something that works for me. But I would say... Can you say explain
4: more what that is?
5: It's, well, um, qi means energy and gong means work. So it it essentially means energy work. There's thousands of kinds. Um, but, you know, basically this practice that I have been, um, this branch of qigong that I've been learning, it's about healing yourself and 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 then learning to heal others and it's about clearing energy blockages in your body and learning how to detect energy blockages and um balance your energy in a, in a positive way so um keeping yourself healthy keeping yourself emotionally balanced and um and it it's very it's a very beautiful practice for me um so do but,
4: you do you have clients? Do people come to you uh, on 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 personal um, information and basis?
5: Um, I'm still studying, so not at this point. I would love to, you know, be a certified um, qigong master at some point. That's my goal, but um, but I'm I'm working towards that. I you know sometimes I do um, private readings for people. Um, not qigong, but uh, channeled readings for people, and and that's been a really beautiful thing too. Um, that has helped many people on a on a personal level. So, um, you know, it's it's different from person to person. I love sound healing as well. I've got two crystal bowls, and um, that's been a powerful practice for me. I love playing music. So, you know, you you find what fits for you that's what i would say.
4: yeah, okay. okay. so um you know, many people, you know, think that you haven't experienced life enough yet being only 19 years old. So why should people listen to you?
5: Well, um i think people don't really question it when they when they kind of see how how the words in the book resonate on um, I, I've never claimed to be anything or to um, bring about any any sort of experience. Um, the space that this book holds, though, is so divine and so personal and so comforting. And, and if it helps you to, you know, find a greater peace, greater connectedness in your life, then I think, you know, that that is something that's, authentic and and something that you don't need to really um prove I guess but um and so many people have had that experience of just incredible amount of love and incredible amount of awakening in their lives as they've as they've read the book and experienced the teachings and and v- actually realized that it's it's very much beyond my own experience and it's not really about, you know, gaining information and knowledge. It's making a personal connection, communion, you know, with your divine, with your true nature and and that's that's the most validating part about it.
4: So how do you see yourself in a few years? Do you have a plan for taking this work Uh, further on are you going to write more books are you going to do movies or tv or talk shows or your own tv channel or what
5: well i'm i think at this point i'm just i'm staying open and and um it's funny because i've always been one to to plan and to be prepared for everything and i now realize that that never works when i try to do that anymore and i'm Almost being forced to just be in this moment and to and to follow the signposts, and that's how my entire you know this, that's how this entire project has really come together. And um, so, are means, you
4: going to travel and talk yeah. to people at different um, retreat places, or um, I'd love
5: to. I'd love to do that. My main mission is to be able to connect with people all around the world, and not just be somebody that's you know talking over the internet to to thousands of people. You know, I want to be somebody that is, you know, on a personal personal connection.
4: Do you um, have a YouTube channel? Yes. Oh, what is it? Tell tell our audience what it is. How they get Um, well, you can just search on my name, Courtney Amundson, on on YouTube, and
5: um, but all of actually. You can go to my website, which is teachingsfromgod.com, and then um, at the bottom of the home page you'll see all of my social media links. And just click on the button that says um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and that will bring you right there.
4: I am so happy to know that someone like you of your young age has been awakened to this wisdom and to this knowledge and for you to be able to pass it on to others. And I also feel like that because of your age, that there are people your age that are just sitting on the fence. And I think that by hearing your message and by reading your book, that they'll be able to, you know, make a decision about not sitting on the fence any longer. I have a feeling that that's going to happen. I think you're going to touch touch people of all ages, but I have a feeling that the age group, that will really start rallying around you will be your age group. I hope so.
5: That's my goal because I feel at that. that age, you know, at a younger age, for me, it's it, it can be difficult and it can be hard not to talk with people your age about these things, especially when you see so many people that are wanting to kind of bloom and, and grow into their own person and they feel so um, in the box. So I understand that a lot, and I want to help people to to come into themselves.
4: Yeah. Well, I can see that someone in the near future probably is going to write a book about you. That would <laughs> be that? cool. <laughs> That's a very weird concept, but that would be cool. I just had to throw that out there.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> just kind of went futuristic for a minute. So, yeah. Ariel, um, uh, Ariel's on the switchboard, and maybe we have some people that would like to ask you some questions she opens up the line uh, at this yeah. time. So it's been my pleasure uh, talking with you, and I'm so glad that you're on the planet. And whenever you get ready to do another book, be sure and let us know so that we can have you back on our show. Thanks but so back much. Back to you, Ariel.
0: Okay. Well, um, at this point, if anyone on the switchboard has a question or comment for Courtney. If you're already on the switchboard, all you need to do is press 1, so we know you want to come on the air. And if you're listening on the computer, then you'll have to dial 917-889-8292, and then once you're in, press 1, so we know you want to come on the air. And while we are waiting to see if we have any uh, callers with questions or comments, um, I just had this this sense while you were talking that, uh and thinking about other guests that we've had on the show that you really don't sound like your age <laughs> and i know you probably get that a lot yeah um, i do <laughs> but um you said that you just turned 20 how how, how long mm-hmm. ago
5: um the 24th of january
0: okay okay yeah. well then yeah that uh, that makes you an aquarius doesn't it
5: mm mm-hmm. that makes you yeah, an aquarius I- well,
0: <laughs> yes. yes, and the uh yeah aquarians are very forward thinkers um mm-hmm. very progressive and and a lot of times they lead um by being different and being out of the box yeah. and so that I was just curious because I mean doing um Starseed astrology is is our forte that's what we do because there is um through lavendar's work um codes that we know about that help to identify you know starseed missions and what people have done in past lifetimes that they have the license to continue doing in this lifetime so um i'm not surprised that you are an aquarian and here we are starting the age of aquarius mm-hmm. so um and i also um i have i have a a niece and a nephew who are um one year younger and one year older than you and when i think of the 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 distance <laughs> um in in consciousness i would really love um for them to have the kind of awareness that you do but as you said i mean people that are <clears throat>
2: excuse
0: me in high school or just out of high school um they get caught up you're so right about that. They get caught up in, you know, fitting in and conforming. And um, and it's really wonderful that one of their peers is saying, no, <laughs> that is not um, the way to um, expand and grow. If
5: right. You're trying to make
0: yourself into what someone else wants you to be.
5: Yeah, and it's very, very, very hard not to do that, I, and I I give everyone credit that's struggling because it's not easy, and I think it would have been much more difficult had I stayed in school and I, I actually transferred to, to online school for many of those reasons um, because it's hard in, in the school system, and, um, it, you know, it's beyond peer pressure, and it's just it's difficult and confusing and and so it's it's not an easy journey, but I also just i I also like to remind people too that you really can't compare anyone because everyone has their their own soul's evolution um we've all you know been around very different times and um you know some people are at a At a later stage in the game, if you will, I don't even that doesn't really make much sense because we're actually eternal but um you know some people have had more practice on earth, some people um are a little bit newer, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. you just have some things to learn, so it's you know I think just honor everyone where they're at, and sometimes being lost means um you know you 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 actually are finding yourself. So,
0: right, well you made the the uh, excuse me. You made the um uh comment in your um in your media kit that um, so many so many people are um as you said they're they're kind of lost and all they have to do is ask. Mm-hmm. And it's it seems like such a, a simple thing that people don't think of it. But if you don't ask for answers, you're not going to get any.
5: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that what primed a lot of this for me, is that I was asking all these questions, and a lot of that probably came from listening to Abraham Hicks, because I heard all these other people asking, you know, somewhat deep questions. And um, so I started to ask those questions to myself, and I, I researched them, and I wanted to know about past life, past lives, and children's past lives, and um, all of that was really, it started to connect. And so I think because I was asking those deep questions, that's how a lot of it started to come back to me.
0: So you've actually um, been doing this channeling since you were 16?
5: hmm Yeah, and... It's a very technical term. It's sometimes it's um, it's relatable to a lot of people, and then for other people, they they think like, oh, that's a very new agey word, (laughs) and and so I'm on the fence about it. But um, the way that I like to think about it now is simply, you know, being in a a connected place, place of you know more intense inspiration where you you're connected you're connected to source energy and it's it's funneled in a more direct way because you're synced in and you're in tune and you're listening more and so I see it not just in writing but I I, I see it in music and artists and um in dance and you know music well. and and everything, you know, we all do it. It's just how we label it, you know, it's not just a new agey concept.
0: Right. Yeah, well we uh <laughs> we stay away from that term new age because there there really are um a lot of kooks that are trying to uh you know capitalize right. and, and uh and you know people that are lost in searching uh boy if someone's got a slick enough um you know package uh, yeah. They can they can you know put you on a detour for a while, so I was glad yeah. to hear you say that you you don't look to gurus and masters because it's all
5: yeah. within us, right? And, and that's that's really
0: you're so far ahead of the game with that.
5: It's it's you know it's something that I I learned along the way too where, you know I I did have an experience where, you know I I kind of i didn't I didn't completely fall you know down the rabbit hole, but I explored a little bit and i and I felt you know pretty much right away that it didn't resonate with me and and it's all about tuning into what feels best, and so that experience for me was necessary, and other people need to have that experience too, but that's why I really really you know drive home that you really have everything within yourself and That's where you're going to feel most at home. That's where you're going to feel most understood. And um, because, you know, the divine knows you personally, nobody else can feel that. No no other human being can feel that. You are the one that can really connect, you know, with that. And the more that you support yourself in that journey, the deeper it's going to be. Cause I will tell you, I never, never, never in a million years thought that those words could come out. And people quote, you know, stuff from my book all the time. And um, they'll be like looking at me like, you know, do you like that? And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> this happened recently, I'm sitting there just blank, like, that's a really good quote. Where's that from? <laughs> 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 they're like, oh, that's that's from your book. <laughs> and really, like, really? That's, that's from mine and so it's you know it, it goes to show you that I really um, most of the time I still am surprised that it, it came out um, of me somewhere um, and I used to kind of separate myself like say I you know actually I didn't write this I channeled this and I used to say that all the time and now I kind of just say no this this is from me you know yes it was funneled from you know a higher vibration or a higher piece of me that's connected with with everything but i also played a role in it by you know surrendering and and taking a back seat and having the vocabulary to do it and the energy and so it's you know my energy's in it too and um So yeah, just just, well, it's uh, it's kind of a
0: a a collaboration. Yeah, yeah. Between you, your higher self, um, you know, divine source, the Mm -hmm. you know, tapping into that that higher flow that is above the um, you know third dimensional uh, uh, (laughs) garbage dump that we live in. Um, Mm -hmm. There's so much that can you know distract or um actually harm us and and a lot of people don't even realize it and I'm I'm thinking about you know the the our food supply and and technology and and people just don't even give it a second thought mm-hmm. but that is really kind of a trap that keeps us in that little box that you were talking about and um, can I ask you what what um, what what kind of food do you eat?
5: Well, I've actually been focusing more. Um, you know, I've eaten really good most of my life. I've been vegetarian for what now six years, I think. Um, and you know, I think diet is something that's very very individual. That's another thing that I really mm. say you know, listen to your body. Something that I've also gotten information about um, through the work and also, um, through Lee Carroll's work, um, the cryon books and stuff. Um, he he talks about this as well that um I think Deepak Chopra also has talked about this and, you know, sometimes um based on where your soul has been, you know, for the majority of your um incarnations if you will your body will remember that information and so you might have um, you know a lot less tolerance for certain foods um, based on what you've eaten for most of your lifetimes and um, so yeah for me I've I've been more drawn to you know like a more plant-based diet um and, you know, some dairy here and there, but I I let it be what it is. I listen to my body every day and see what it wants and um, try to follow that. But I also live in Minnesota, and it can get really cold. So, like, eating raw is not really an option because I think um, with seasons and such, it's, you know, sometimes your body needs, you know, other things, and you just listen mm-hmm. and you to take the guilt out of it that's my biggest thing is the vibrations you're actually putting into your food based on your thoughts and what you think about them are actually the the more dominant reaction than the actual foods that you're eating so i try to put in the vibration that i want to to influence my body and so it's been more about that and it allows me to feel good about what I'm eating. I just try to take the labels off of it, not think, you know, bread is bad, dairy is bad, um, sugar is bad, and, you know, all these other things are good. I just try to, um, you know, listen for what my body wants and then eat that and not think about it not take a second thought. Just feel how that feels, and um, I think that's I think that's the the best way to go about it, go about diet. I
0: agree. I I definitely agree. Um, And... uh, Oh, geez, that question just flew out of my brain. I don't know where it went. (laughs) Maybe it will come back. Um, So I want to repeat, if anyone um, has a question or a comment um, for Courtney... If you're already on the switchboard, just press 1 so we know you have a question or comment. And if you're not on the switchboard, if you're listening on the computer, then you need to dial in on 917-889-8292. And then once you're in, press 1 so that we uh, know you want to come on the air. I think um, you are are so inspirational um, just for the fact that, um, you know, you're so young and so aware, so conscious, and uh, I, I I think you might be um, kind of unique, but on the other hand, I hope you're not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that there are a lot of other people um, in your age group that are awake. They're asking questions. They're wanting to know. They're wanting to grow. And um, is there a, a part... In your book, that you find particularly inspiring, that you might want to share—just, um, you know, quoting a, a particular part of your book.
5: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. You know what? There's so much I love, but I'm going to. I'm going to do something different right now, and I'm just going to maybe see what wants to come out, I'm just going to kind of fan through the pages. This is what I do, by the way. Anybody that's um, kind of wondering how I use this book, um, oftentimes I will use it It's kind of like oracle cards in a way, you know, where you kind of fan through the deck and see what wants to come out. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll often do that and, and open to a page.
0: Lavender does that all the time. Yeah. Just sit there and fan through the pages, and then and then it's like exactly what you needed to see and hear at that moment comes up.
5: Mhm. Okay. So the paragraph that I just opened to is on ch- uh, chapter five, page twenty-five, um, down at the bottom, and um, yeah, <laughs> this is good. Okay, so this is kind of about what I was just talking about a minute ago about um, basically that we are our own greatest teachers. So it says, Dear ones, you need nothing. You have it all and you don't even know it. Look within and you will find that pot of gold. Your magic happens within. You train yourself to see what is there and to see without judgment. It is much better than your dreams because it is real in the truest sense. Nothing will be fuzzy or unclear. Nothing will make you ponder your life's purpose. And nothing will make you unhappy and worrisome. Find who you are, dear children, and all else will come in perfect time. All intuition will give you peace in your heart. All love you can imagine will flow through you. And that vibration of perfect harmony with all that is will give you such a peace and love for all that you are and there will be nothing to do but to be happy in every moment of now this will lead you to truly understand that all life experiences are perfect in their natural states let go of your physical self for a moment and let the grace take you over don't let barriers strike you once again children only the mind can do that for you um, I could keep going but I
1: won't. <laughs> that
0: That is, those are, are absolute pearls of wisdom and, and completely resonate, I know, not only with, with myself, but also um, our audience as well really understands that. And we do have a caller that has um, um, come up with a, a question, and as soon as they get out of our uh, screening room, I will um, bring them on so you can uh, chat with one of our listeners. Oh, awesome. And... And so you you've got um videos on YouTube. You've I'm sure you've got all the the social um media hookups. Um you're on Facebook, I imagine.
5: Yeah, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and YouTube. <laughs> I got it all going and um yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. I you know, I kind of tried to resist that for a while and then I, I gave in and I'm actually really enjoying it also. So yeah, it's fun for people I mean, it, that it's are a
0: it's a good way to connect and I know that um you know young people are much more technically savvy than mm-hmm. um you know because I mean, I don't I mean, computers <laughs> and cell phones were well well on their way. Um, when you were born, so you haven't even lived in a time when there weren't cell phones and computers and yeah. social media and and that kind of thing, and that's a that's a common factor um, in your age group. So and those are the people really, um, as Lavendar said, the um, kids that were born after 1980. This these are the the jewels of our future, and it will be. Um, actually just a blink of an eye when your generation will be in charge and it's really really important that that they wake up to who they are and um uh, and you know get out of the box because uh, our our world really needs progressive thinkers so um we have we have a caller um that I'm going to bring on the line here. Her name is Karen, and she has a question for you so Karen, welcome to the show. Hi, Ariel Hello, so uh, you have a question
2: for Courtney? Yes, um actually, my question was, does she know or does she feel that um in all our lives that we've uh, come back and forth here on Earth. Does she remember or know if she was someone a long, long time ago that we
5: all may recognize
2: as a certain person?
5: Well, um, thank you for your question, first of all. That's fun for me to, like, be called. <laughs> I have to say. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I I haven't been given that information and I think someone is, has asked this before and and the way that I think about it is, you know, I think if we got too much caught up on who we are, who we were, and um, you know, were we a famous person? Just know us. I think we would get caught up in that story and kind of stop living our you know, the legend we're supposed to be living right now. So I'm honestly I'm I'm glad that I maybe don't know because what's important to me right now is is my journey right now what i'm what i'm striving for right now and um i think you know my soul's purpose right now is um just about fulfilling you know my own personal destiny and and doing what i can to um help to heal other people in the world and um Get to know myself at a deeper level um of course, on a personal note, you know, I have kind of gone through my own journey of awakening, and i have um I have experienced uh, other realities in other lifetimes um but they all came up in um not in response to my asking for them to come up, but they came up for me to learn um, to some degree uh, some lesson that would help me in um, pursuing this mission This mission and some things that I might need to release or to see within myself that um, were important for my own understanding. So um, that for me actually is a good thing. You know, if you ask for something to be presented to you to help you to learn instead of just out of, you know, curiosity or, you know, wanting to know, I think it's um, important that it be relevant to you in this moment. Otherwise, I think, you know, just focus on the now moment and where you are today and, you know, ask ask for anything that you want to draw on um your so called ask um to help you in this in this now moment you can ask for that to presented to, to help you. but thank yeah, you um, question <laughs> no <laughs> I,
2: I haven't given that <laughs> excellent thank you. Um I have a, a follow up question. Because of your age, you're nineteen I ha- actually have three kids who are 19, 16 and 14 and all three of them um seem to relate to me the 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 feeling that numbers um help them or or speak to them in ways for example i have my 16 year old daughter she feels that sometimes when she has something going on in her life and she's wondering if what she's going to do is the right thing or she's pondering other options she sees certain numbers and feels there's a vibration to the numbers and then she feels that that's sort of a way of getting an answer and i was wondering did you ever come to that while you were having your awakening
5: yeah that's interesting um and i've and i'm not sure if this is really about numerology or if it was simply about that energy of numbers and associating a message with it. Um, but I've I've had different experiences in that way where, you know, I think that, you know, for her she's probably just incredibly intuitive where you can kind of feel the energy in things, um, even without really knowing um why you can. <laughs> um, but I used to I used to see different numbers like on the clock and and this might be different, but I used to see certain number sequences and then I would look them up um, in numerology and Dorian virtue actually has a really good um, um kind of uh breaking down of number sequences and and what they mean and um so i I kind of found that to be um Really not just intriguing but comforting in a lot of ways when I would see like a number sequence and and feel that you know I was being supported you know but and I was being um comforted and so sometimes i would I would see number sequences and and get messages that way um but um, I don't know if that's the same as, as what your daughter's experienced.
2: Well, you know what, I think it is because she would she would tell me things like, Mom, you know, I was I was wondering about something and then I saw a, a sequence of three sevens on yeah. a license plate and then a sequence of three sevens on a phone number on the billboard and then a sequence of three three-sevenths on, like, the the number of my order on McDonald's or something. And right. she'd be like, okay, well, that's, that's not normal anymore, you know. So, and it all happens within an hour, for example. And she yeah, feels comforted by that.
5: If you can, like, the fact that she picked up on that and she saw that and um, it didn't go unnoticed, it you know, it means that you're getting nudges. No further just
2: lean into that I uh, I, think I'll have her
5: read your book <laughs> yeah that would be awesome
2: well great thank you so much thank you thank you very much and thank you Ariel oh you're so welcome thanks for calling Karen, thanks,
0: Karen. bye 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 Yeah, we had a little bit of uh, background noise uh yeah. on there. But yeah. Um yeah, that I mean that was really a good a good question. And mm-hmm. um you know, the synchronicity of things like that. I mean for some people it's numbers. I know it it often is with me and, and um others, you know, it might be symbols. But like you said, and you're so right, the fact that she noticed and she picked up on it. That's that's really the uh the the <laughs> the 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 what I'm going to say the fruity center of it because it's right, um, right. but yeah you know, the fact that she's paying attention more so than the decision she was trying to make.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with that know, in, p- with
0: that in place um yeah that's that's great because synchronicity as Lavendar always says is confirmation mm-hmm. and when you're noticing it then you are in the flow. right
5: exactly yeah mm-hmm. it's funny if people would. Kind of laugh at me. I'd, I'd be thinking something, and then see like one, 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 and then you know, yell like, "Yes, I'm right." <laughs> you know, <laughs> thinking something, then get instant validation, and everybody just looks around like, "What? Are, no, what's going on now?"
4: <laughs>
5: but uh, it's true. Always. Like when you notice those things, it it means that you're, you're tuned in and and you're listening in a way. So it doesn't always come through words or or, you know, direct, intuitive thought. You know, it comes in different ways for everyone, and you just have to be open to receiving in whatever way that you are going to receive it.
0: No, absolutely. Um, You know, it can be music. I mean, that happens to my brother all the time. He'll be talking to somebody about something, and he'll turn on the radio, and the song is about that. Yeah, yeah. You know that I mean those kind of things that that um, I mean I could go on and on about that thing, the things like that, but that happens for everybody. Mm-hmm.
1: If you're yeah, tuned in, if
0: you're paying attention, if you're awake, you know, if you're walking through life half asleep or you're, you know, your your brain is is laden with with toxins or, um, uh, and that uh, you know fluoride in the water, fluoride in toothpaste it it kind of um uh, paralyzes your pineal gland, mm-hmm. so uh it's always important to be aware because there are a lot of toxic substances in our environment that can um you know kind of put up a little block here and there if you're not aware of it, so it always helps to as you said, you know take care of your body and listen to it and uh and if you do eat something that, you know, it's like, oh, but the, everybody was having pizza, uh, you know, when you feel guilty about eating it, then you're not going to have a good experience. Um, right, right. But yeah. I I still and, wouldn't recommend that on a daily basis. Um, but if we have anybody else that has a, a, call, a question or a comment, um, and now would be the time and all you have to do is press 1 if you're on the switchboard, and if you're not, uh, you can call 917-889-8292, and then press 1 if you have a question for Courtney. So um, just to uh, recap a little bit, your website is teachingsfromgod.com, and mm-hmm. you have a, a YouTube channel and Facebook and all of the social um, media where people can uh connect with you, um, and if we don't have any other callers, then I guess we're gonna wrap it up unless there's something else that uh that you'd like to uh, tell our audience.
5: Well, we've covered a lot, and <laughs> there's yes <there's laughs> we so have. Much, there's so much really um and I think you know I think the biggest thing about this book is that. It really is a personal journey of discovery. And, um, you know, don't be intimidated to to dive in and to learn something new about yourself. For me, I, you know, I had a little bit of, um, well, I had a ton of curiosity, but also um, I thought I knew a lot of things. Um, I thought I knew a lot. And I learned that the more that I could just, let go of my own motivations and listen, and just surrender myself and and let the wisdom come out. I I really had a lot to learn about myself and a lot of things that I might not have wanted to hear had I not just let go. So um, you know, if if you're willing to, just see if you can do that yourself and um and it's it's it makes you very humble and it also makes you very grateful (laughs) to be human and to have this experience and to know that you're you're so loved and cared for and um so don't give up and and keep keep being courageous and doing what you do and um just keep working on being authentic to yourself and and don't ever, don't ever step down for anyone um, because what i found to be true is when you allow yourself to align with your highest vibration, you attract that into your life, other people, other circumstances, and and it all mirrors back your relationship to yourself. So that's the most, most important thing.
0: And that's very well said. Thank you. So, um, I, I, I don't think we're going to have any more uh, callers with questions. So, that's a good sign that you've covered your material well. And, um, and now, of course, of course, now we can't call you the teenage author anymore because you just turned 20 in January. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> um, but the fact that you did actually do this work as a teenager, I just think is wonderful. It's applaudable, and I sure, sure, really hope that there are many, many more like you out there who understand this because um, we need that kind of um, adults coming up. So, uh, Courtney, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time, your wisdom, and the work that you are doing and have yet to do on the planet. It's very enlightening, uplifting, and encouraging to know that um not everyone in your age group is um wired at the hip with the cell phone and um um uh, you know minutia and looking to the sky is is something that that you can help others to do.
5: yes, I hope so. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and thanks for everybody that has listened.
0: Well, you are quite welcome. You know, a lot of people listen um, throughout the week and they listen, you know, in the archives. So um, there will be thousands of people that hear your message um, before this week is over and then more after that. So you are doing what you set out to do, and we appreciate that. amazing. (laughs) So everybody,
5: don't be shy. Connect with me on social media. I love to talk to people, and that's really what's going to make this Soar and and uh, you know it's, it'll be great.
0: Well, you know it's it's about that unity consciousness and uh, it it can be contagious and I'm so glad that you are um, spreading it around. <laughs> mm. yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you, thank you. So much, and we encourage everyone to uh, take a look at your website, your YouTube channel, and pick up a copy of your book. Because I'm sure it's going to be a collector's item. I don't, I know for sure that you are the youngest author we have ever interviewed on the show, and we're really, really glad that you're here. So, with that, I'm going to say good night and thank everyone for listening to the show. And we will be back next week. And Courtney. Amundsen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com.